What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Takeover. I am your host, Donovan White, here to continue the bowl season breakdowns and previews and predictions for all the Big Ten teams. And specifically, we are here at the college ball playoffs. We have arrived, and that means it's time to cover Michigan, number two, taking on number three, TCU, in the first playoff matchup of the weekend and of the day. Before we get into it, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Takeover Sports Network. It's easy. Go hit the subscribe button. Be up to date on all of our content and information put out for all things college football and NFL. You can see it scrolling down at the bottom of your screen. If you forget, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Do it right now. Come on. Keep up to date with all this. But Michigan takes on TCU. Michigan is a seven and a half point uh, favorite. The over-under is set at 58. They'll be playing in Glendale, Arizona a legendary location for big-time college football games. And they're the first playoff game of the day at 4 p.m. on New Year's Day, 4 p.m. Eastern time on New Year's Day, which is – or, excuse me, New Year's Eve, which is perfect. They Bama and Kansas State and Iowa, Kentucky play at noon, uh, and then Michigan TCU play at 4, and then we get Georgia, Ohio State at 8. So it's a day filled with college football, filled with celebration, and, and this is going to be one that I think – could be a fantastic one. So let's get into some key storylines here for the game. When we look at Michigan, they enter the playoffs for the second straight year after beating Ohio State and winning the Big Ten for the second straight year. So this is being in the playoffs is new in terms of the history of the playoffs for Michigan, but not new at all for the majority of the team that is they're excluding any transfers or freshmen because they did it last year. Now it was a much different result. They did not fare well against Georgia last year, but Michigan is on a mission, right? Last year, and you've heard them talk, Michigan fans, I know you've heard this, uh, Michigan last year, their goal was to beat Ohio State, and their goal was to win the Big Ten, and they did that. And yes, they wanted to win a playoff game. They wanted to win a national championship once they got there. I'm sure that was a goal, but their eyes were set. Their mission was to beat Ohio State. Their mission was to win a Big Ten championship. Well, this year... Yes, their goal was to be Ohio State. Their goal was to win the Big Ten Championship again. But their mission was to win a national championship because they got so close last year. They got so close. And those players remember it. They remember exactly how it felt, and they know what it would feel like if they would win this game and win a national championship, which they have all the potential to do. For TCU, they enter the playoffs for the first time in playoff history uh, and is arguably the grittiest, toughest team in the country. They get all that from Max Duggan. They get all that from their coaching staff, from the culture that's been in there. Uh, and TCU really is a team that has shined. They've had close, plenty of close games this year, but they have shined and they have been a bright spot and a new face in the college football playoff world. They were close to 2014, but Ohio State, uh, you know, snuck in uh, after defeating Wisconsin 59 nothing in the Big Ten Championship game of 2014. Now TCU is in. When we look at the stats, for this game, let's go to Michigan's offense first. Michigan is 27th in the country in total offense. Skewed a little bit. We'll get into that. They're fifth in the country in rushing offense. Obviously, a lot of those numbers came from Blake Corum, who had surgery, will not play in this game. Michigan fans, maybe keep your ears kind of perked up and your eyes looking for any news about him maybe not going to the NFL. Who knows? Just throwing that out there. Uh it's really led by running back Donovan Edwards. Donovan Edwards is a dynamic back with his pass catching and ability as a receiving threat as well. He's got almost 900 yards rushing with seven touchdowns. 
and folks, the one thing with his receiving threat, I want TCU fans to understand. Michigan fans, you probably are well aware of this. He played in in the last couple of games in a cast uh, on his hand, a big bulky cast on his hand, which a caused some ball security issues against Ohio State. Never fumbled it, but you could see on the replay he was bobbling a little bit. Hampered his ability to catch the ball. That I believe that cast is off. That adds a whole another element to Michigan's offense, an entirely new element. And then obviously his success and Blake Corm's success was led by the best offensive line in the country, the repeating back-to-back Joe Moore award-winning offensive line, the best in the country, headlined by guys that are going to play in the NFL for a long time. A long time. Uh, said it last year, that they're best offensive line, that they got better this year. They're road graders, and they've been the main piece to Michigan's success, as was Blake Corm, J.J. McCarthy, but – Biggest pieces up front. Michigan is 93rd in passing offense. And really, 93rd in passing offense is not from how successful they've been or or lack thereof success in passing offense. It's just they haven't needed to throw it a whole lot. They haven't needed to air it out. Um, J.J. McCarthy, we've seen at times he can do that. We've seen at times he can't. But they haven't had to. They've had Blake Corm going against Ohio State. They had uh, Donovan Edwards going late in the game, right? They set it up through J.J. McCarthy's big-time throws, but they had the running ability where they could just grind you out. They didn't need to be airing it out for three, 350 yards like Ohio State has to do sometimes or TCU or whoever it may be. They're led, obviously, by J.J. McCarthy, the new quarterback and signal caller for the Wolverines this season. He's got 2,400 yards, so again, light on the yards, 65% completion rate, 20 touchdowns, only three interceptions. They've got a couple really good receivers, too. Ronnie Bell, who I'm super high on, has 754 yards, three touchdowns. And Cornelius Johnson, who just showed out against Ohio State, has uh, almost 500 yards with six touchdowns on the season. And tight end Luke Shoemaker has 386 yards and three touchdowns, also showed out against Ohio State, really has um, jumped into production since Eric All has been hurt for the season and obviously transferred out of Michigan. And then Michigan offensive line, they're only 10th in the country in sack slots. So they don't let J.J. McCarthy get hit. They don't let their running backs get hit because they get great uh, push, vertical push on their zone combos on their power game. They demolish the line of scrimmage, uh, and they don't let their quarterback get it. They don't let their running back get it. When TCU's on defense going up against them, this is where things get a little worrisome for TCU fans. And TCU fans, comment if you agree with me on this. TCU is 74th in total offense. They're 66 in rushing defense. Their linebacker core is legit, though. Their linebacker core is fast athletic, aggressive, and they will come across and take your head off. It might be a little undersized compared to what you've seen from Big Ten linebackers or SC linebackers, but it doesn't matter. They play just as physical, if not more. They play just as fast, if not more. Uh, uh, Jamoy Hodges, 70 tackles, four and a half sacks. Johnny, Hodge, Johnny Hodges and then uh, Jamoy Hodge. Johnny Hodges, 76 tackles, two sacks. And the defensive line, Terrell Cooper. Defensive lineman, Terrell Cooper, is another big name that helps that rushing defense. Um, stay about middle of the pack, but it had success at times. They're 86 in passing yards allowed, which is another thing that should worry TCU fans a little bit. J.J. McCarthy hasn't aired it out, but he showed against Ohio State that he can if he's got receivers open or breaking stride that he can make those throws. Josh Newton and, and Tomlinson, the corners back there, they both have three interceptions, so they're uh, they're ball hawks at times. They can make those big-time plays against Michigan's wide receivers if called upon, if given the opportunity. TCU's only 77th in sacks. They don't get to the quarterback a whole lot, a little bit below average in that number. Led by D. Winters, linebacker, 65 tackles, seven and a half sacks, really got home to the, the quarterback. And then you've got lineman Dylan Horton, who has 38 tackles, but six sacks as well. Those are their two main guys when it comes to 
sack production and getting out to the opposing team's quarterback. When TCU has the ball, this is where things really get dynamic. They're 15th in the country, total offense, 25th in, in the country in rushing offense. R- running back Kendra Miller is a big reason because that as is their offensive line, but Kendra Miller is a stud, almost 1,400 yards rushing with 17 touchdowns. We talk a lot about great running backs and great production by running backs in college football. Kendra Miller is about as good as they get 17 touchdowns. Uh, look for him to play a big piece of that. And then Max Duggan, obviously we know his rushing ability. 404 rushing yards on the year, six touchdowns. He has the ability not just to escape out of the pocket and make big-time plays with his legs, but design quarterback runs, whether it's a zone read, a power read, quarterback draw, whatever it may be, he's got that ability. Uh, they're 25th in passing offense. Again, Max Duggan, the Heisman finalist, is a big reason for that. 3,300 yards, 65% completion rate, 30 touchdowns and only four interceptions. He does not turn the ball over. That often, folks, he's efficient and he's a gamer. They've got a ultra deep wide receiver core, headlined by two guys, really headlined by one guy in Quentin Johnson, who has 903 yards and five touchdowns. And then Tay Barber, who's also with him, 600 yards and four touchdowns. But Darius David and then Savion Williams are also really good wide receivers as well. About as talented as a wide receiver core that Michigan is going to see outside of Ohio State. I think TCU is is about as good as Michigan is going to see outside of Ohio State in that regard when it comes to skill position on the outside. TCU is 52nd in sacks allowed, which is, should be somewhat of a concern. You want to keep Max Duggan upright and healthy and not having him get hit. Um, Michigan on defense when it comes to going up to TCU's offense, specifically to that sack metric for TCU, 52nd in sacks allowed. Michigan is 25th in sacks. Big production comes from edge rusher Mike Morris, who had seven sacks on the year. He's got an undisclosed injury, didn't play in the Big Ten Championship, wasn't 100% against Ohio State, only played about 10, 11 snaps, and he admitted he wasn't 100%. Don't know what his status is for the the playoffs. I would assume he's going to play. It's undisclosed. Can't be anything too major because he tried to play in Ohio State, couldn't do it, gave him the, the weekend off for the Big Ten Championship, knowing they'd be in this position. I expect him to play. And then freshman defense tackle Mason Graham also has three sacks, one of the big-time freshmen that's making a name for the Wolverines. Uh, Michigan overall on defense, the, folks, there's no other way to express it. They're elite. Uh, the Big Ten is filled with with not just good but elite defenses in Iowa, in Michigan, in Minnesota, in Illinois, uh, Penn State even at times, Ohio State at times have been really good defenses. But Michigan is an elite defense, one of the best in the country, top five in the country they are third in total defense third in rushing defense led by that defensive line defensive line front and that linebacking core uh, junior colson has 90 tackles and two sacks as a linebacker mozzie smith obviously been in the news for some of the wrong reasons recently but he's been a huge factor him and chris jenkins a defensive tackle on the interior have been a huge factor as to why this michigan front Uh, not just last year, but this year as well, have been able to stop the run and really be a force on defense. Uh, Mozzie Smith has 46 tackles, one sack, and Chris Jenkins has 50 tackles, two sacks. Not the the stat sheet stuffers, but they do their job, and they do it just about as good as anybody does in the country. Their 23rd in passing yards allowed. Freshman Will Johnson has been really showing off one of those impact freshmen. He's got three interceptions. Then uh, cornerback Rod Moore has 59 tackles, three interceptions as well. So two ball hawks back there on the whole secondary is just structurally sound. So Michigan defense from top to bottom, D-line, linebacker, secondary. TCU fans, you should know they are very structurally sound. And and, and any plays that come against them, TCU and Max Duggan and Quentin Johnson and Kendra Miller are really going to have to earn. They're really going to have to earn. When we look at the determining factors for this game, 
there's a few that stand out. For Michigan, let's start with them. You cannot let this game get into a shootout type of game. It can't happen. That plays directly into what TCU wants. I, let me take it back. I don't think any team ever wants to be in a, shot, a shootout situation because that would imply that your defense isn't playing well. But TCU, I think, knows they're going to have to score a lot of points. And if it gets into that shootout situation – Max Duggan is who they want to give the ball to, throwing to Quentin Johnson, throwing uh, on the move, running on the move, throwing to Tay Barber, things like that. Establish the run as early as possible, um, and then rely on McCarthy to make some of those big time throws. Don't try and force things early. Don't try and get away from who you are. Who you are is the best rushing team in the entire country with the best offensive line, one of the most dynamic running backs, even with Blake Cormat, with Donovan Edwards, with his shiftiness, with his speed with his receiving ability out of the backfield as well. Don't get away from who you are. Don't try and force things with McCarthy. Do what you do well, and then set up those big explosive plays from McCarthy in the passing game. And then on defense, they have to cause havoc on the quarterback. Not chaos, not pressure. They have to cause havoc, absolute havoc, whether or not Mike Morris plays for them as a pass rusher. Mozzie Smith, Chris Jenkins, those guys up front have to cause absolute havoc when they go up against Max Duggan, they have to, they have to make him uncomfortable. They have to get home to him. They've got to hit him. They've got to drop him. And specifically they can't lose contain. They cannot twist into each other, mess up a stunt, mess up, mess up a blitz where he's got a free lane to run 15, 20 yards. Cause we've seen what he could do. So what he did all season. We saw what he did against Kansas state. You cannot lose contain against him, but you have to cause absolute havoc and get in Max Duggan's face as quickly and as aggressively as possible in this game. For TCU, one of the big things they're going to have to do on defense is get creative. And what I what I mean by that is TCU runs an odd stack defense. They run a 3-3-5, so they run three defensive linemen. They run a, a head-up defensive end on each side of the tackle on the left and right tackle and a head-up nose. They are almost begging teams to run on them. They, and they can drop down into a kind of odd 4-3 front where they drop a, a hybrid defensive end linebacker um, and, and kick everybody in. So it looks like a four down front, but even then you're still begging teams to run on you. That's just the nature of that defense, not TCU specifically or in their personnel. It's just the nature of that defense teams that run that defense oftentimes say, please run on us because a lot of times they run the defense because they're good at stopping the run. So they can do that and allows them to be a little more dynamic and fluid in that back seven or in that back eight or in that secondary, which is what TCU wants to do. Ohio State's a good example of that too. They oftentimes say, hey, run at us. See what happens. Like we'll we'll bring, we'll do three, three, five, or we'll have a hybrid four, two, five, something along those lines. Run at us because we can stop the run. Now they didn't against Michigan late in the game, but this is what TCU does. But they have to be creative because if you show that look and you tell a team like Michigan or any team that's in the playoffs at this matter, but specifically Michigan, you say please come run the ball. Michigan will look around They'll go, is this guy serious? Yeah, okay, fine. We'll run the ball. And they'll run the ball. And you have to not just play that base 3-3-5 because TCU's not good enough on defense to just stay in that base defense, not get creative, and stop the run. Their linebackers are really good, and they're very active. But so were Ohio State. So were uh, Illinois, right? So was uh, Penn State. And look what Michigan did to them on the ground. Have to get creative with that 335. They can't just sit back and wait for everything to have come to them and happen to them. They have to get creative and they have to be aggressive when it comes to stopping the run within that defense. And then on offense, they have to create explosive plays. They have to. 
They have to create explosive plays with that ultra-talented wide receiver core with Quentin Johnson, with Barber. And Max Duggan's got to make those big-time throws, make those uh, those tight window throws. The receiver's got to make those contested catches. And lastly, I, I think Max Duggan has to, in order for TCU to win this game, not keep it close, win this game, Max Duggan is going to have to play with his absolute hair on fire. And I know he did that against Kansas State. You could see it. He was more than gassed. He was looked like on the verge of passing out. You have to absolutely, if you're Max Duggan, give everything you have. And I don't mean Kansas State to give everything you have. You have to empty the tank. There can be nothing left. The car is driving and it says zero miles. Right? There's nothing left. You have to do that. That's the only way they win this game. Only way they win this game is if Max Duggan goes absolutely off and plays with his hair on fire, throwing the ball and running the ball and leading this offense and leading this team. In the end, I think this is a great game. I think it's going to be close because TCU's offense and Max Duggan are going to will it to be close early on. So I think it'll be close early on because Max Duggan has that will, has that grit. I think it's going to start to get away from TCU in the second half, maybe midway through the third quarter. I think Michigan in the trenches is the game changer. TCU has not seen a team like Michigan at all this year, but has not seen uh, seen a group on the offensive line specifically, but even the defensive line, defensive front, uh, like Michigan or like any team in the country because there is no team in the country like it. So I, I like Michigan to cover minus 7.5, and, and I like the under 58 as well. I think – uh, TCU is going to score some points. I don't think it's going to be free for all for them, even in the first half when I think it's going to be closer. And I don't think Michigan's going to score the ball at a super, super fast pace because I don't think they should get away from their run game. And I think TCU's disciplined enough to not give up massive plays in the run game. I think it'll be longer, slower drives. Um, saw a couple of those against Ohio State from Michigan as well, as we've seen from them all season. So I like Michigan to win here 31-20. Um, maybe 34, 20, uh, close game, first half, two and a half quarters. And then I think gets away from TCU uh, in the end. So 34, 20, 31, 20, the under 58 hits Michigan minus seven and a half covers. If you, again, if you haven't already subscribed to the takeover sports network, you can see it scrolling across the bottom of your screen. This version of this episode is available on audio via Spotify, and via Apple Podcasts, just type in Big Ten Takeover, and it will come up if you prefer to listen, listen to it and not watch if you have any of those platforms. And, of course, we are always partnered with Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Use the promo code TAKEOVER for 100% instant deposit match up to $100. They've got everything you think of, every kind of sport, any kind of combinations, and they've got an easy-to-use mobile app both on the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. So, again, use the promo code TAKEOVER, especially before these big-time games for 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, subscribe to the network. Get all the information and all the content we're releasing. Uh, but for the show, for the network, I am Donovan White, and we will see you all next time. <laughs>